I'm Eric Range, CEO and founder of HempandFork.com, and we are a proud supporter of cooking your way through life. This is our story. Hemp and Fork is a consumer-focused brand dedicated to creating an online hemp community and hemp food grocery store. But really, our idea of building a community around hemp foods has been in the works for years. Our journey officially began just earlier this year in 2020, right around the time the pandemic began to shift our lives and the lives of people around us. We believe hemp has an important role to play in restoring our communities, our bodies, and our environment. That's why our parent company, Legacy Farms Group, partners directly with farmers in the hardest hit rural areas like Gasson County, Florida, to educate farmers about hemp and how to help revitalize the community through cooperatives and redevelopment activities. At Hemp and Fork, our purpose is simple, helping people connect to the delicious foods that are also good for them, starting with the hemp plant. Hemp grain is a awesome plant-based protein source full of vital nutrients like amino acids, iron, and even plant-based protein. Here at Hemp and Fork, we are committed to providing education on hemp as a food resource while simultaneously providing practical tips for introducing and incorporating hemp into your regular diet. Our platform provides education, access, and inspiration. From research to recipes, we've got you covered. So grab your fork and pull up a seat. It's time to eat well and eat food that matters. Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through Working on a Cruise Ship. And today's recipe is Jamaican Jerk Fish and Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long-term goals, and of course, cooking. On today's episode, we go over all the questions that you have for working on ships. We share our experiences within the departments that we did work in and talk about some of the places that we've been. We're also going to show you how to do a great fusion recipe, which is Jamaican jerk style fish and chips, which combines the Caribbean with the UK, which is just like my co-host. So sit back, get ready, and enjoy. Please welcome Chef Hollywood. All right, guys. So welcome back to another edition of Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. Today, we're going to talk about something that I've been doing for a majority of my life, uh, working on ships. So we're going to walk through the ins and outs of working on ships and tying it in with a recipe that I like to call a fusion recipe because it's a jerk chicken and a fish and chips fused together to make a fused jerk fish and chips. Now, since I didn't want to do this alone because working on ships, we have a lot of people. Uh, I called on somebody all the way across the pond who is also a fusion himself because he's a black British guy and got him to kind of put his input on this dish as well as his input on working on ships. So without further ado, my guest for the day is Warren Mullins, who is a photographer, artist, dancer, and health aficionado, but I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, hello, hello. Thank you. That was a hell of an introduction. Jeez, I need you like just in my real life. Just yeah, I fluffed it up. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna have every time I meet anybody, I'll, you can just pop out from a corner because it makes I it sound you, a bro. hell of a lot better. Yeah, how's it going? How's things been? Good. You know, we we surviving 2020 out here. I just fought off a bear yesterday, so you know, regular Wednesday. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the easy. That's been the easiest part of 2020. That's the maddest thing. Just yeah. fighting off murderous hordes of bears, and that's it. We're fine. Oh yeah. How's the UK? Um, yeah, it's a strange time for us. I mean, it, it is for you as well, but yeah, we got put into a pretty, I don't want to say it was like, it wasn't as bad as like, um, where was, where is the other place? Uh, Italy. It wasn't as bad of oh, a lockdown yeah. as there, but it was, it was a pretty intense lockdown. Um, we are still in lockdown, but you know, we're kind of coming out the other side, they're starting to open some businesses and try and keep social distancing in place but it's it's been a crazy time but it's been good to see how people can get together and like just common sense and kind of look out for other people and you know everyone's wearing masks and it's not an issue that, to wear them really like people are just kind of using common sense so yeah it's it's, you, you it's a crazy time america i'm not saying i'm not saying you guys have, have kind of messed up the whole thing but you know, what do you mean, you guys? Let, the, let, the, let me know when Europe <laughs> let you back in, and then maybe we can talk. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Look, I've been trying to get out, so I can't. <laughs> uh, and on record, I wear my mask. I feel like it's not hard. So yeah, I do it. It's not yeah. even. Yeah. It's. it's I, I feel like it's a. It's a lot more of a, a courtesy thing. It's just. Uh, yeah. Like, if if it works, if it doesn't work, then great, then great. But it's it's a courtesy thing. I'm going to do it for the courtesy of other people thinking that I'm I'm looking out for them. You know, it's just yeah. common courtesy. Because we're because we're nice guys. Wow. Contrary to popular belief, we're Depends we're both nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ask the right people, and they yeah, we're yeah. nice. We'll give you a list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's recipe. Um, before we move on to anything else, we're gonna do our jerk fish and chips. So, but we gotta set some things out first. So, um, you're you're British to the core. Yeah, so wow. when it comes to, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you are. So <laughs> when it comes to fish and chips, you probably have a specific way that you see it in your head. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely a staple in in uh, in England. It's something that we have a lot of things called te- well takeaways, but we have uh, fish and chip shops, and uh, I mean they're called fish and chip shops, even though you can get so much more. But everyone will say, oh, "Are you going to the chippy?" So yeah, it's a, it's a definite um, recognizable thing here. And for my Americans out there, chips literally just means our fries. Yeah. So, so, so your chips are our uh, crisps, and, and then your your French fries are our chips. But we also have French fries, but they're a type of chips. They're the little skinny ones that you get at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Your your French fries are our what we like to call shoestring fries. Let's so, let's keep on making up names. Why not? Yeah, we just make it up. Yeah, I, I actually got in. I, I came home from a contract, and one of my really good friends, Georgia, is also from yeah, yeah, um, England. And I kept saying Chris because I was shopping with her every day, and my yeah. family was looking at me like, "What the?" <laughs> it's 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 little things like I it, uh, a saying that I always say is taking the piss. And if you're not British, it's it's you, it just doesn't make sense. But it's uh. Yeah, it's it, yeah, little things, little things. Today we're gonna focus on some little things, but we want to make sure that um 
our jerk fish and chips works out for the best. So we're going to use um, what we would call steak fries, what you would call chips anyway, yep. the bigger yep. potato fries. Um, that's going to work out. And we're going to use some rockfish. Um, so for those of you at home, if you don't have rockfish, a good other alternative to fish and chips is always cod or even some, um, perch or even some, um, flounder is a good alternative. If you don't have these, we're using rockfish just because this is more of a Jamaican kind of island kind of feel. So rockfish is very common in the, in the Caribbean. It's going to use those. You're also going to use some uh, a beer batter, but we're going to use a uh, really beer that's native to Jamaica, which is going to be red stripe, kind of tie it all together. And then all of the season is going in. It's going to be our jerk season, which you can find at my website at chculinarycreations.com. Just a little now, plug. Just a little plug. You know, I mean, it's my show. So, <laughs> so with that, oh, we just don't jump in. So the first thing you want to do is get your fish clean. Now, if you buy it at the fishmonger at the grocery store, most of the time we can buy it already filleted. But if you want to save some money, you can buy it whole and flay it yourself. Now, as much as I love saving money, I will say if you've never filleted a fish, do not start with a rockfish. <laughs> <laughs> it is not very big. Um, it's not a lot of leeway. You will walk away with less meat than you want. So it's better in terms of using fish that you're not familiar with. Just pay the extra dollar or two and get it filleted down for you so you can get the best quality and overall the best fish for you in the end. Um, after that, we just want to make sure that our fish is dry as possible. So this way our seasoning can stick to it and we can make sure that we get a really nice crispy exterior, but we want to make sure there's flavors through throughout. Now, the other thing we want to do to make sure everything starts off great is with our fries, since we're using our steak cut fries, we're going to cut them pretty big. Now, I like to soak my fries overnight. So if you have time, just soak them in a water bath, a cold water bath with salt and sugar and a little bit of baking soda. And make it make extra crispy. The baking soda, the next day when you start frying them, it makes them get brown a little bit faster. So just a little bit of baking soda goes in there and just soaks them overnight. You'll thank me later. We're going to double fry these. So get that going. And we're going to jump in and ask some tough questions of Warren right quick while we're waiting on this to get ready. Let's get So, <laughs> working, working on ships is a, a question that I get asked about pretty much daily when people find out I worked on cruise ships. Yep, like just yep. rangers. just They, they want to know. It's very interesting. Yep. Um, I kind of feel like when we're there, we don't really we don't really feel it, but it's it's kind of like it. It's a it's a little club, you know, like not everybody gets to do it. And I, I mean, we're honored to be in that club, but also it's crazy. It's a crazy yeah, club. Most definitely. It's um I feel like uh we we yeah, it's a it's a I f- it's strange because every now and then I'll come across somebody who's been on a cruise before, um, and and they'll kind of have an inkling as to what it is. But yeah. everybody else who has never even seen a cruise ship before it's it's the complete opposite they just they they don't know it's not even they couldn't they can't even fathom what it is they just think it's a a small ferry or the you know a little tiny boat they've once been on yeah yeah i had this one kid i was on a cooking class and 
this one kid had asked me because his mom was taking a class and then they came in after we were done and they were just asking me questions. I was talking about working on ships and he said, oh, like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. And I was like, not exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Working as American Test Kitchen host, I might have had a Zach and Cody lifestyle because yeah, yeah, <laughs> some days. You didn't do a lot. We're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> everybody on ships work hard. That's yeah, true. Um, true. In their own way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is one way, though? What's one word for you personally that you would use to describe working on ships? For the people that never worked on ships, if you was telling someone, what was one word you would use to describe it? Um... Uh, it sounds, it sounds kind of sappy or soppy, um, but it would probably be like growth because, um, like as much as, um, as much as we like get to see and we get to travel and we get to do all this amazing stuff. And it is, it is honestly amazing. Um, I think the most I've gained from working on cruise ships, even though I've seen some great places is, uh, the ability to be able to grow within myself. So, um, as you can attest to, um, and I'm sure, a lot of people listening, if you've ever worked on a cruise ship, um, we get to work with a thousand other crew members who are from all walks of life, from all uh, cultures, from different backgrounds, ethnicities, everything. Um, and we have to work together. There is no, um, I mean, yeah, you know, there, there are people who you don't necessarily get along with, but we all have to work together. We all have to be one unit when we're out yep. at the front uh, of the ship, when we're in front of guests. So um, you you learn so much from all of these people and you get to be able to expand your knowledge on absolutely everything. So every, every idea you thought you had going into ships um, – will somehow be changed once you've come out of ships whether that's for the better or for the worse you will have that uh you will have that ch- you will have that questioned i should say yeah i like that um uh, that actually ties into why i chose this recipe today because i chose it because it's a fusion and i was telling warren um before we even did this i think that fusion kind of describes the ships for me where it's yeah. like we're we're all like in this and it's one place, but it's many cultures, many people, um, many different sexual orientations. Like it's just every everything you could think of is is on ships. So yeah. we all work with each other and we all come from different walks of life. It's different races. It's everything on ships. So it's kind of like a big melting pot. Um, for those of you that have been to New York, it's like New York on steroids yeah. because yeah. <laughs> you get to work and live with these people. So it's not like you just pass them either. Like you get a chance to learn and you get a chance to like know about different walks of life and different religions and everything all in one yeah. place. So and I think and I you think can't get away from them. <laughs> not as much as you try. Um, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, as much as as much as sometimes we have challenging guests and all that kind of stuff as well. So there's a thousand crew members and then depending on what ship you're on, you can have almost three thousand guests as well. And all of those guests are from different uh, different different backgrounds. So it's uh, at any one time there's four thousand people who are nowhere near the same person that you are. 
So you you have yeah. to find a way, and especially the department that we worked in, where it was uh, it was in the entertainment department. We had a position where we had to be uh, in front of people, having conversations, talking, getting to know people, making sure they were having a good time. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, you, um, me, and you both switched departments, but I switched departments and companies. You switched departments, but you were always in front of guests. But do you yeah. like? For you, was it any department wise? Was it any big changes in your switch? Did you switch from photography photographer department to entertainment department? Yeah, um, there was. Yeah, it was massive, uh, and I don't think I quite realized how big it was until I did it. Um, I went from being a photographer on cruise ships, just a just a photographer. Um, just one of the many photographers that hounds you nonstop asking you if you want a picture as you're getting off the ship where it's it's windy and you're sweating, you just put on sun cream. So there's a little piece of white on your face and nobody quite knows what it is, but we hope it's sun cream. But that was me. And uh, yeah, no, we, we had, we had, uh, that was a, a really fun time. I did a couple contracts doing that and I enjoyed it. Um, and then it kind of gets to a point where I think that there's, maybe something else that I can do. There's something else that I can try. Um, and I thought, why not go for assistant cruise director? That was something I always enjoyed talking to the guests more than selling the guests, the photos. Um, and yeah, managed to make the switch. They, they seem to like me enough to give me a chance at, at doing the position. And then, uh, I'm, I ended up doing it for almost three years. Uh, so yeah, I, it was a big switch. It was definitely a, a, a change between the two. Um, definitely a more focus on um, pushing the pushing guest what the experience. pushing the guest experience. So pushing um, the the overall experience of what a cruise ship can offer, as opposed to. Uh, as opposed to trying to get a sale. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different thing, but I enjoyed the challenge and I grew to really like it. So Nice. I I had the luxury of switching from the galley department <laughs> to the entertainment department. <laughs> yeah, so your switch was a bit, uh, it, was, it was in the same vein, but maybe aligned more with what we all saw because I, I obviously i didn't know you from when you worked in the galley but i know you now so it it may be more aligns with what we all know you as which is like a very outgoing person somebody who um connects with people and so your position in the entertainment department it seemed like a natural fit was it was it easy or did you find that you had to uh did you find that you had to like figure some stuff out when it came to soap speaking and all that kind of stuff I had to figure a lot of stuff out. Like it was for me, uh, being a chef, like even being in the kitchen, like the great part about it is that like we are not seen um, at all. And we just kind of can do what we want to do. We're behind the scenes and that's it. Um, So I worked for Norwegian originally my first time on ships in the galley. And then I said I would never do ships again. <laughs> like I, 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 I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I took off like five, like five years. Like I think like almost five years. I was just like, nope, I'm out. And then yep. with Holland America, it was um, it was yeah, it was the entertainment department. It was different. Um, honestly, the most the scariest part about the job and doing cooking shows and doing live a live show was being on stage with just me. Um, 
I think being in the kitchen, we get so used to like, you know, in school you hate group projects, but <laughs> being, <laughs> but being a, being a chef and like being a cook, like that's pretty much our life. Like we are a group, we are a big group project. Like I'm so used to just like having somebody there. Um, I think that's why I got really close with, I'm always really close with my whole, um, my whole production team. So all the men in black, all the sound technicians and stuff, because I'm just like, yo, we gotta, we gotta be cool because I need, I need like my team. Like, yeah, we need, I need help. Yeah. Yeah. I need help. So that was probably my, and also speaking, speaking was, um, speaking was a little, a little bit of a hurdle for me to get over. But after that, you know, just start drinking wang wangs and entertaining (laughs) guests and it just came easy. (laughs) Wait, have you, have you explained on this podcast prior to now what a wang wang is? You know what? You're the first person that I said wang wang to. So I saved it. I actually, I saved it for this podcast. Uh, Before we we get into what a wang wang (laughs) is, let's, let's get our food going before we. (laughs) So for our, our recipe now, we are getting our fries out. So I always like to double, double fry my fries. If that makes sense. So we're going to fry them twice. Um, I also found a little trick that if you fry your fries the first time and then let them cool all the way down, you can actually individually wrap them and freeze them in Ziploc bags, and then you can just fry them whenever you want. So say you want to go ahead and do a whole 10-pound bag of fries in one day, you can soak all those fries, fry batch, the first batch, the first day, get them out of the way, and then you can just individually wrap them so that whenever you want fries, you just dump them in your grease. Oh, wow. Um, and it keeps them, the best thing about it for me is that it gives you that really crispy exterior, which is why you're going to fry them twice. But if they're frozen, it keeps the outside from browning too much. So they're okay. still light and they're still golden brown, but you get all the good nuances in there. So we're just going to go ahead and dry these as much as possible because we know that water and oil don't mix. So pat down your fries, get all the excess water off and we're going to go into our oil first so just don't don't overcrowd your pot or your um deep fryer and we're just going to give it pretty much a nice regular fry that's going to be not all the way done so uh, we don't use this word a lot for french fries but al dente for your french fries al dente. <laughs> we want them to just barely start floating and then take them out so just like the first the first cook um second thing we want to do for our fish is to get our batter ready. So if you're going to cook your fish and your fries in the same grease or the same oil, I find it that you want to make sure that you, unless you want your fries to have that fishy kind of flavor, you want to cook your fries first. So I'm going to get the batter ready, but we're not going to cook the fish yet. So for our batter, we're going to put in some cornmeal, some flour, a little bit of baking powder, some salt, we're going to put some more of our jerk seasoning and then, of course, our red stripe. So it's going to be our beer for our beer batter here. Now, <laughs> if you're at home or you're like Warren, you're thinking, man, red stripe is pretty good. Um, <laughs> you also know what color red stripe is. So red stripe is a little darker um, than is it considered a dark lager? Uh, no, it's just it's, it's just a lager. It's not too dark. It's not. It's not. Too, it's it's darker than your run of the mill Coronas and stuff like that, but it's yeah. not too dark. 
Okay, so I so as you as you probably can tell from this conversation, I don't drink a lot of beer. So um, <laughs> you can ask me about tequila, but um, <laughs> but beer is not my um, not my strong point. But since it is a little darker than the average beer you use for beer batters, because usually in beer batters we use the lightest beer, because however dark the beer is for cooking wise, that just means it's a lot of sugary or caramel notes already in it. That's gonna cook faster, which is gonna start to burn your item. So for this, since we have a little darker beer, it's not really dark, then we know it was, it's going to take a little less time. But we're using rockfish, which if you eaten rockfish in the past, it's really thin most of the time or it's really it really cooks really fast. So it works out perfect. You wouldn't want to use red stripe if you're using a thick cut of cod, because by the time the batter is ready, the cod might still be raw. Okay. So, Would you just do a regular a regular batter then and, and leave out the the beer or would you try and find the lightest alternative possible? Try to find a lightest alternative. Um, you can still do the cod, but yeah, just try to find the lightest. Otherwise, what you can do is you can cook the cod and the beer batter if you really wanted to be red striped, but then you want to finish it off in the oven. In the oven, yeah. Okay. Um, but as you know, from your fish, from your, what is it, fish and chip shops? Fish and chip uh, shops, yeah. <laughs> you know, like finishing off in the oven can run the risk of causing right, your crispy yeah. batter to. Yeah. And it gets a little gets a little less crispy. So you don't want that to happen as much as possible. So, yeah, just try a lighter beer or cut your cod in half. If it's a really thick piece of cod, just cut it in yep. half. Like, And then you, you get two pieces. pieces. Bam. There you go. Even better. And you get more batter. That's the best yeah. part. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the batter ready to go. We have our fries cooked off once. We're going to let our fries kind of drain. So put them onto a, a sheet tray and then just put a drying rack or a wire rack here just so they can drain off the excess oil and we let them cool all the way down. Now, since Warren brought up Wang Wang's here, um, he's jumped back in with... Uh, yeah, I'm excited now. <laughs> with, um, this is the perfect, this perfect question to ask with this. So for, you, for those of you who don't know, Wang Wang's are what we like to call a, a traditional ship drink. It's what I like, like to call a, uh, 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 a Wednesday night that you'll never yeah. remember. It, it rhymes. It's a Wang Wang Wednesday. Wang Wang Wednesday. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Filipino Long Island iced tea. Essentially, um, yeah. Yeah, like most of our bartenders are on, on the ship that we worked on. Uh, we're from the Philippines. And I just remember my first introduction to it my bartender literally said, "Hey, you want to try something really cool?" And I was like, oh, "I don't care." And yeah. he was like, "This, this is a specialty." And he poured seven different alcohols into my cup and topped it off with orange juice, grenadine, and an orange slice. Or is it no? It's pineapple juice, right? Pine, pi, uh, orange juice, pineapple juice, grenadine, and an orange slice and a uh, maraschino cherry. cherry. Yeah. Yep. And you, the crazy thing is, since it's orange juice and pineapple juice and grenadine, it looks like a harmless drink. <laughs> like it just yeah, looks very. You drink um, it and then you realize there's a lot. Nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah, it's a lot of harm. It's it's the opposite. It's the opposite of what you think. Um, and it will it will put you down. Um, <laughs> but they're great. <laughs> yeah, it really will. So this is why I want to ask this question. Um, in your opinion, what's the best part and the worst part of working on ships? 
because I feel like that's kind of like a wang wang where it can give you the best night or the worst night. So, I mean, that that is the truest thing I've heard in a very long time. Um, what's the best part and what's the worst part? I'd probably say it's it's the same thing. The best part is the worst part, and whether that's whether that's true for me would probably be true for somebody else. But say, for example, somebody loves the fact that they get to travel um, for four to nine months. They love it. They get to travel. They get to experience the world. It's great, but they're away from their family. So the best part is the worst part. Or um, somebody is earning a lot of money and, um, you know, they they get to uh, uh, be able to, to save it, but then also in the same breath, they're not really spending a lot because they uh, they 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 are say, sending it home. Or um, for me, it was um, probably the I really enjoyed spending four years getting to know people like you, for example, uh, and some of the people we've done contracts with. Um, yeah. Are honestly like I can I could turn around tomorrow and be like, look, I need. I need anything and you'd be like cool i'll try and get it to you as soon as possible or yeah don't worry it's there like whether that's mm-hmm. like a conversation or whether that's like any form of help with absolutely anything like we're all there for each other because we've had to be in the past um and that's for me that was like the best thing but then also in the same breath uh the worst thing and i don't want to say it was the worst thing but some of the people we've had to deal with so the people I've had to deal with, the people I've had to, the people I've met have been some of my favorite, but then some of the people I've had to meet also have been uh, <laughs> some, of, some of my least favorite. Um, so yeah, that was probably it. I mean, I enjoyed all aspects of working on cruise ships, but yeah, it was probably uh, certain people and certain situations that I really didn't enjoy so much. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you with that. I definitely, one of my best, I think my personal best part is meeting the people. Um, I love to travel, but I think that um the people that I've met is actually the best because it kind of like, you know, you travel somewhere and I have great memories, but the people that I've met, like I have great memories, but also I can still contact them. Like I still, yeah. they're still like in my, in my grasp. Like I can still yeah. reach out to you guys. Like we still have, um, right now, even we've been in the past, which you probably do for one, we have drunken Skype nights. Like, you know, just <laughs> we should record like, one of those. We we should not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's definitely my favorite. That's that's the best part. Um, I don't know. My my worst part for working on ships is 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 it's really just because I get lost. It's just like a personal thing. Like I get lost in ships sometimes where we, when we're working on ships, it's weird where we, a lot of us feel that this is not our real life. When we get off the ship is our real life. But then when I'm at home, I have that feeling like in between contracts where this is not my real life. I can't wait to get back to my real life, which is on a ship. I mean, you're true. It's you. Yeah. I think like sometimes I get in my own head too much and I have so many things I want to do. And then I get to a ship and that all goes out the window. I'm like, but I'm in Alaska. So now I'm not going to do it. You know, like I just, (laughs) I think that, (laughs) I think that the worst part is that, um, is that I submerge myself in, in it too much sometimes. Like I need to step back and be like, yo, this is, this is not a part 
this is not your real life or your fake life. It's just your life. It's just life. I, I completely yeah, get that true. because I feel like you you almost put a pause on both aspects of life because you feel like, well, this one's not going to be permanent, but then you don't want to go back to the other one. So you like you always just never really commit into anything because it's because because you just you you're either on the ship or you're at home, but you're like, no, but I'm going back on and yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really weird. And then I've transitioned to being off ships now. Um and so have you. And a couple of my friends have been going through this transition lately. I mean, right now, currently, everybody's transitioning. transitioning. <laughs> but I, I transitioned. I transitioned first, though. You know, it was just like yeah, you were the end of last. The end of last year. Um, yeah, but I had the last laugh because I would have been off anyway. So <laughs> I mean, you got a head start. I did. I got a head start. Um, I don't know if I wanted it, but it was cool. It was. <laughs> yeah, well. but. We all got it. It's, Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's different though, man. It's like I, I find myself um I find myself just like some days just waiting for a contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I really wish I could fly out right now. Um like honestly, I've checked my email at least once or twice looking for an email from head office like oh yeah here's your new contract and i'm like but i'm not gonna get it like because the not. cruises aren't existing right <laughs> my my job doesn't even exist anymore like True. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do it um we just touched on traveling because I, I know that both of us really love traveling um it's one of the reasons why for me i went into cruise ships i know that when i was in culinary school i told my told my teacher um chef bill who actually gave me my nickname hollywood which has launched me in all different kinds of directions now. So right. shout out to Chef Bill. Um, and he gave me the name because my name is Mandricchio and I grew up not knowing any Mandricchios. I also still don't know any to this day. So I got to the point where my name is Mandricchio Robertson. And if you're thinking right now, that's a lot of freaking letters. So <laughs> I stopped writing my whole name on papers and stuff because I'm just like, who are you going to confuse me with, Adam? So, <laughs> so I would just put my first name on all my papers, and he was like, "Yo, like, what are you Beyonce or Madonna or somebody? Like, you think you Hollywood up in here?" And of course, you know, I was in college, but we're still immature. So the whole entire class just started calling me Hollywood as an insult. So I took it and I ran and with it. They know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Thank you." Um, <laughs> but I told him I wanted to work on ships, and he looked at me like, "Okay, that's interesting." And I was like, "For me." I don't because I was young, I think I just viewed it the same way some people view it now when they ask us about it. I just thought I'm going to get on this ship. It's going to take me to these amazing places. I might work like eight hours like I do at home and then I'm going to get off the ship and enjoy my life. Um, Now, <laughs> reality <laughs> is what happened. Yeah, that's not that's not what happened. Um, But I will say. You know what? I got set up for Okie Doke because for you, you transitioned, but you worked in the same company both times, right? I, when I worked for Norwegian, because I worked on the Pride of America, pause for everybody realizing where the Pride of America is out in Hawaii, because if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> since I worked on that ship, you don't have any sea days. So it's 365 days around Hawaii with two overnights wow. every week. It's a seven-day cruise all year long with two overnights every week. Um, so I never had a sea day. So essentially, I did have the lifestyle I thought I was going to have. I just worked like 10 or 12 hours a day. 
But oh, okay. anytime I was off, I got off the ship and I went straight to the beach or I went straight to a volcano or like. You lucky, hey. lucky man. And you know, and I was like, while you're in it, it sucks. Uh, but then I was just like, I was living in Hawaii for free. I was basically getting paid to be in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, I just, so when I transitioned to America's Test Kitchen, one thing I forgot about with Holland America that you asked me earlier, um, yes, yeah, selling during a sea day was an adjustment for me. <laughs> I never had had one. And I worked on ships for like a year and a half before. <laughs> and it's strange that that, uh, going from Norwegian where you never had a sea day but worked and then going to Holland America <laughs> where you only worked on sea days is very strange. That is very, that is, yeah, you know, I didn't think about it like that, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. I like yeah. that. <laughs> but I traveling, think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Did you, like, so did you have any, like, delusions of grandeur or did you expect something from when you uh had heard about what cruise ships was or maybe when you got recruited or when you got hired that didn't actually translate when you went on a ship so i i did have an idea but it's because um i went on youtube and so i started in 2000 i graduated 2011 from Connor school so i started 2011 and i remember going on youtube and I looked up working on cruise ships. It was this guy. I cannot oh. remember his name right now. We're Facebook friends. Um, but <laughs> it was this guy that had a whole video. And he showed, he showed the cabins. He showed, like, all different stuff. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Now, mind you, I didn't realize at the time that, and this is for every cruise line, every department is different. Like completely yeah. different. Your rooms are different. Your like everything is different. Um, so he didn't work in the department I was gonna work in. <laughs> uh, oh, no. So he had he had one roommate, and um, and I was like, I could do one roommate. That's nothing. Bunk beds. That's cool. I'm in Hawaii. It's all good. And then he was just like showing. I was going to the beach. All right, I'm doing this. Um, so little did I know when I got there that I had three roommates. Oh wow. Yes. Yes, people, there's four guys in one room with one bathroom. How? Um, wow. Yeah, two sets of bunk beds. We were basically on top of each other. Like, like it was just, yeah. Um, so that <laughs> was a shock. Uh, <laughs> and But outside of that, it was weird because I met him. Like, I didn't even realize, I wasn't thinking. Because back, you know, like you look at something on YouTube or like on a commercial and you think this is somebody, but it's not really somebody. Yeah. So I met this dude like a week later and I remember just saying like, yo, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Where do he I was know like, you from? He was like, did you watch my YouTube? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, a lot of people watch it. I was like, yeah, you should update that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we need clarification. Yeah, we need we need some some further detail. Um, But I will say... I'm glad I didn't know as much as I did in the end because I might not have tried it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So it got me there. Um, but don't get it twisted. I had so many questions for Holland America. I didn't think Holland America was going to hire me because my <laughs> our communication was like, I was like, yo, so with this, this, and this, you know, and they, I remember I was talking to Barbara <laughs> because the first person that, that reached out to me got fired. So she got let go. So then I had to talk to Barbara, who was my boss all the way through. 
And I was moving at the time. I was moving from Key West to Denver. Mm-hmm. I was going to work for the Broncos. Like, I already had a new job. So, really, I was just like, all right. I mean, it's cool if I get this. It's cool if I don't. But I already got a job. So, and I didn't even, I thought it was a scam at first. I don't know. How really? did they reach out to you? Like, because uh, well, I was I weird. I kind of reached out to them. I had a, I used to work, uh, well, I worked at a car factory um, as like a, as an auditor in a car factory. And yeah. there was somebody else who worked there and she left to go and work on ships and then told me I should apply. Um, mm. And I went down, did the audition as a photographer, got the position. It was, uh, there was some, I don't want to say lies. There was some truths that were stretched. <laughs> some implications that were not that were made that weren't exactly true um like i thought i'd be walking down the beach taking pictures of people in in like these amazing locations and like you know basically being a travel photographer uh but it turns out you are what a glorified grandson to somebody and yeah yeah it's like oh get a picture with me by the ship and then You've got to try and sell them on two hundred dollars worth of photos. Yeah, you guys. Um, if you don't know, you should get black label photos when you're on ships because they're <laughs> they're they're amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my black label artists, all, all my BL photographers. <laughs> but yeah, your yours was so you. They reached out to you. So for me, they reached out to me. Okay. And it was because my my they said my resume was on a, a website called Indeed, and I was like, I was like, mm, this is weird because I was I mean I was in transition of moving. I was just like, I don't think this is real. Like this doesn't even sound real. I was like, American Sex Kitchen is doing what on what? Like I'm gonna be on a ship. I had so many questions, so I just ignored it. And then she called me, and I was like, yo, like I, I had a whole conversation with her, and I remember after we talked about because the first thing I asked was about money. So guys, um, just so you know, you think it's hard to get a raise on land. It's almost impossible to get a raise on ship. So please go in with the highest possible number you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they'll go those, down from there. Hell yeah. Um, so I was talking money first, and then I was talking room arrangement because, as I mentioned earlier, I had three roommates. I was never <laughs> going back to that. I wasn't like I wasn't <laughs> going back to it. Um, so I was like, how's the room situation? Um, I remember I asked, I asked, I did ask specifically about having time off the ship versus having time on a ship. And will I have an emergency emergency function? Mm. I remember asking this question because on my last ship, we never had one because we're docked every day. So you don't have to worry about having, um, having times where you can't get out the ship because- It's import manning for people who don't know work on ships. So your IPM schedule, meaning that some days if me and Warren work together, which we did, one of us might have to stay on the ship because if something happens, then we have emergency functions we need to um, work. Yep. So I, I asked if I was having this function and the original person that hired me said, no, um, you don't have this function because you're oh, a guest entertainer. They got you through the door, didn't they? They did get me through the door. It was it was a it was a blatant lie. Uh, in that part, that was <laughs> that was lying. Um, we weren't guest entertainers, and I did have an emergency function. Now, for me, I didn't mind it as much because, and it's probably a personal thing because I never worked with people who were really bad at it. So 
we're in the same group as Warren would be. He's a he was well, he was at first when I met you a assistant cruise director, but then cruise director. And like, so you have those people, you have the cast and you have um, digital workshops. So everybody in entertainment. I never worked with a group of people that was bad. So I think that's why it didn't bother me as much, but I've heard horror stories. <laughs> oh yeah. And you can just get, you basically, you can go through your whole contract. Imagine being on a ship for four months. And every time you try to get off the ship, somebody's blocking you on your day off. And they do it on purpose as well. And they do it on purpose. Like, yeah. So I never had that incident, so it wasn't too bad. But that was how they got me back on ships, was on promising a lot of things and taking them away. So (laughs) (laughs) Slow slow cry. We'll all slow Slow cry. cry. Slow cry. But overall, the experience is great. Um, Yeah, definitely. Maybe they should just be a little more forthcoming with what's coming up. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean. But like you said, if if I would have known exactly what I was doing or what the position was, re- not even what the position was required, but what the actuality of the position was, I probably wouldn't have done it either. So I'm glad that yeah. they didn't because then you're in it and you can't leave because you just don't want to, you don't want to give up. You're not a quitter. So it's, uh, it's just that. Yeah. That some people are, it. but <laughs> yeah, some people. <laughs> I've seen it happen. It's <laughs> Uh well, speaking of quitting, we gotta get over here and make sure these the fish is not gonna dry out. So let's go ahead and get our fries back in. So we're gonna double cook our fries as mentioned earlier. So let's fry the fries for the second time. This time we want to get to that golden brown, all the way cooked through that really nice crispy crunch. Now these are steak fries or big cut so fries, so the big chips. So it will take a little bit. Of times, so maybe three to five minutes, so don't worry. But we want to make sure they get really nice crunch. Now, another trick that I use on this is I, I'm using russet potatoes because if you use different potatoes, you probably know that russets are great for making mashed potatoes. They get really creamy. I like this because I get a really crispy exterior, but my inside of my potato is really, really soft. So I like the contrast. If you don't like that contrast, then you might want to use a different type of potato, like a Yukon where it won't be as soft on the inside, but I like it, that contrast there. So using the rust is good. Can I, can I, can I tell you something that is a trade secret from where I'm from in England? Okay. What is it? What is it? So, so for those that don't know, I'm from a place in the UK called uh, Birmingham, which is in the Midlands. And there's a place just next to it called Wolverhampton. Um, All that to say, they do something called orange chips. Mm. Now, orange chips are battered fries. Okay. So you actually... You, I've actually you, heard of this. Yeah, so you would actually fry them once, and then when you fry them the second time, you would put batter on them. So it's it's the same batter that you would have on your um, on your fish, but around each indiv- individual uh, French fry. It is delicious it is the worst thing in the world for you but it's delicious yeah it sounds um that sounds like if we were doing a fusion between fish and chips in the south like it sounds very southern where you just fry every like we're already frying it but let's batter it up and let's fry it <laughs> even more <laughs> let's fry it again yeah okay so you would you say that birmingham is the um the south the the south of the uk 
would you consider yourself actually yeah we have we have like a we the same way that the the rest of america thinks about the accent of the south yeah is the same way the rest of the uk thinks about the accent of birmingham um it's uh yeah it's definitely a thing unfortunately (laughs) you know what i actually can attest to that a little bit because i like seeing the interaction between different um people from the same place like when you and abby or you and like when you talk it's like you kind of get that look like hmm i know where you're from but it's not exactly where I'm from. (laughs) It's just judgment, instant judgment. Yeah, it's just judgment. Uh, And and we do it in America too. I didn't, I don't think I realized how much we do it until I left America because people outside of America think of us as one type. Like, it's just like, I get the whole Valley girl accent or either like super Southern people just assume that we all talk like that. But inside of America, we are very judgmental of where people are from. Like, I I would know like if somebody walks in, they have a Boston accent, and they're in the South. Oh, everybody's head is going to turn. It's like what? The yeah. <laughs> or even just like you um, lost. Why are you here for? Yeah. <laughs> or you can attest to um if I'm I I feel that I don't have a super Southern accent, but I have a draw on my yeah. on my words, and if I'm around other people that. Are also from the south. Like if I'm around, um, if we're me and Frankie are in the same room, for instance, then it's just that extra. Like now I can really say stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then then it turns into where are the subtitles? Yeah, you know it's not that bad. It's like <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I get it. It's it's huh. So you guys are the south. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Every other person in Birmingham probably hates you right now. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. But I'm putting them on the map, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know. I mean, we all like a little extra extra batter. So maybe yeah. we, I'm going to try that. I'm actually going to write a note down. I'm going to try that one day. It's I'll actually make a really, really good. Honestly, it's really, really good. I'm going to make a video doing the battered fries. I saw that. I really did see that recipe a couple times, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah I, didn't, I didn't think it was authentic though. I really no, no, thought it was something that Americans did because there are some there are some chip shops, fish and chip shops that and you can o- only certain ones do orange chips and like they have lines, they have queues that go out of the door just to get these. It's crazy. Hmm. All right. That's good to know. For these we're not doing it, but good, good. Okay, okay. We, we we could, we could. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep these as plain old double fried in oil and already bad for you as much as they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so after they're cool, or actually before they're cool, this is when you want to add in your seasoning. So straight out of the grease into a bowl, what I like to use, and then we're already using jerk season for our fish so much. Kind of want to have a small contrast here. So I like to put a little bit of sea salt and then just black pepper. So just to make sure that we get the fry taste all the way through. We don't want our fries and our fish to taste exactly the same. We have two different items here. So this just gives me a little bit of contrast. I also like to use a little bit of cinnamon. Now, cinnamon is really big in the Caribbean. Um, Some of my family from Trinidad and use it a lot. I know they use a lot in Jamaica, a lot in um, uh, different places in the Caribbean. And for savory and sweet, we use it a lot just for sweet in America. But mm-hmm. you notice a lot of different um, spice blends that come out of the Caribbean and also from Africa 
and a lot of those other places where it originated from have a lot of cinnamon in there because it gives you a little bit of spice and it's like that little bit of hint of something else is coming. Yeah. It's like I like to call it the um the like what is it the, the titles or the title screen of the movie is like oh okay this is gonna be pretty oh, good so, like, something's gonna happen here yeah I like it so we're gonna do that get our fries all ready and we're now ready to batter our fish um. But we can go ahead and eat some fries while the fish get ready because some more questions for Warren. So to make two sets of fries because you're going to eat one already. Yeah, it's make two sets of fries. It's definitely <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> so for we talked about traveling. We touched a little bit on appreciation. Um, I'd like to get into something that is a big misconception, I feel, for working on ships is that mm-hmm. we work on ships and we travel. So we are already on vacation. Oh, God. But contrary to popular belief, (laughs) we actually do go on vacation, meaning we are doing no work on our time off. So so that's why, guys, you see us and you're just like, yeah, we're on the beach, but we also probably just got through working a five-hour day or we're going into a night where we won't be, for Warren, you won't stop working until after 12 because you got a DJ. So... It's just part of the day. Then you get yep. to the part where you you really go on vacation, where you can just do whatever you want, and it's your time off. Um, since you travel so much and I travel so much, I always ask people that do this a lot, do you feel like you appreciate vacations more now or less? Because maybe the vacation you go on isn't even as nice as the place you was at when you was on the ship. Um. In all honesty, I'd probably say I appreciate it more, but it's a different type. It's it, For me, it's almost worse when you go on vacation outside. Well, when you go on vacation, I'm not going to say outside of work, when you go on vacation. Um, because if you go away with other people that don't work on cruise ships, they want to do so much. And don't get me wrong, like if we go, if I go somewhere, like I want to go and do stuff and I want to go and see stuff. But also there may be days where like I just want to chill I just don't want to do anything. And it's because when I'm at work, I have to do something every single day. There is not a single day where I'm not having to do something. And with my current position as a cruise director, it's uh, wake up in the morning before the ship even docks, do the announcements, get that out of the way. We have meetings. Then I can finally get off the ship. Then I have to be back because we have to, I have to make an announcement uh, before the ship leaves um, and then I have to run a trivia and I have to get ready for the show. And then I'll work all the way up until 11 p.m. Um, so there's always something that I have to do in that day. And so when I'm not working and I'm on vacation, I just want to do whatever I want to do. Now, if that's sleeping, that's what I want to do. If if I want to go and check out this ruins or go to that beach or whatever, then cool, I'll do all of that. But Sometimes I just don't want to do anything, and it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, but yeah, I, think I, I'd, I totally understand that. <laughs> I think I'd say I'll probably appreciate vacations more because because it's your chance to be able to do what you want and not have to worry about uh, what time you need to be back to get on back on the ship or be back in time for somebody else's IPM or anything like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I really appreciate the traveling while working aspect of going places that I might not even have thought of. Yeah. Um, Cause there's some places I've been 
and you've been to probably where I didn't even think to even try to go there on vacation. Like it, what, it wasn't where even is if you if you had to list one place, where would it be for you that that's most true out of everywhere? Mine is honestly New Zealand. Really, I wanted I wanted to go to Australia my whole entire life. Like even as a kid, you can go back and look at like my I I thought I was gonna be best friends with a kangaroo, and <laughs> I was gonna live in Australia. But I never for a moment thought about New Zealand in existence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe um, I think maybe that's a maybe that's because I'm British. Obviously we have really big connections to Australia and yeah. New Zealand. So we all always knew of both. But yeah. No, I I, I mean I knew it was there, but it was just like it was like my girl's best friend that I really didn't like a lot. I didn't really get care <laughs> to get to know her. It was like I know she's there, but <laughs> I, I don't mean, need I, to know her. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also I got two because it's New Zealand, but also one of my favorite places now that I didn't even know existed too was in the Mediterranean. Um, and I just forgot the name of it. It's, it's where we do the overnight where we do the, um, Malta. Yes. Yes. Malta. Yep. Valletta. So yeah. I would say Malta is also another place where I'm just like, I never knew it existed. It's one of my favorite places now, like on my list of favorite places. And I would have never have gone. Good memories there. We have some good memories and we have things we can't remember from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would have, I would have never gone to Malta. Like never. Um, yeah. What's, what's the one pl- for you? Um, I don't know. There's, there's places that I don't know. There's, I, I don't think there's anywhere that I went that I didn't know of except for, so I have two, same as you. So one of them is Estonia, Tallinn, Estonia. I uh, don't know why, but I heard Estonia and I just thought of like a third world communist country. I don't know why, like a not, not in the, not, I just didn't know anything about it. So I just assumed yeah. that it was like, that it just wouldn't have been anything. And then you go there and it's this amazing walled city and it's beautiful. And I really, really like that place. But then also uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. Mm. Because you hear Russia and you think every Russia. film you've ever seen <laughs> yeah, and every news story you've ever seen, but it's not. It's such a vibrant, young um uh like i wouldn't necessarily say multicultural but it's definitely a it's 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 so more it's so much more european than i would have thought that russia would be if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. i really enjoyed it i see that I, I mean and that's that's the thing too for me it's just like that's why i think i, I appreciate my vacations because now I've gone on my vacations. I've gone places that kind of push me out of my boundaries. And um, like my fr- I did my first solo vacation last year for my birthday. And it was really because of some of the stuff you were just talking about. I, I love going on vacation with friends. Um, one of my really good friends, Andrew, is like um, like a brother to me. Like I love going on vacation with him. Um, but I knew that I wanted to go to Thailand because mm-hmm. I just wanted to just like relax. But also it was stuff that I wanted to do. And I had like three weeks free and I was like, yo, I was like, I'm gonna go to Thailand for my birthday. And the first two days I slept like <laughs> my, my Airbnb was like right on the river. I could see I had amazing views. I probably could have had a great time if I went outside, but I didn't care. I ordered yeah. 
food. I was sleeping. It, it's just like the, like you said, um, one another misconception about working on ships in different departments is that we all literally have to do something every day. Yeah, like it's not a week. day that goes by that you don't have to do something. So just having a day where you can sleep into whatever time you want and not do anything and no one is calling you. There's no alarms. <laughs> Let's we'll I'll, I'll we won't talk about the fact that you did a contract where you couldn't work for X amount of time, but we won't talk about that. OK, so even when I couldn't, quote unquote, work, <laughs> I was working. <laughs> yeah, you were. You are too fair. Researching. It wasn't recipes, the pain, learning scripts. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I to, you know what? I learned scripts, people. For everybody out there that thought that um, we didn't do anything, I can't speak on the other host, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I learned my scripts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we won't mention names because some of them might be listening. We're not going to mention names. Um, <laughs> no, nah, every, every one of my hosts that I know and I talk to, I know they did the same, but um, but yeah, you know. In the words of Nicki Minaj, you know, I write my rhymes, you know, I learned my scripts, so I did mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, some days are easier for me, but yeah, vacations are always great. All right. So outside of vacations, though, I think another aspect, the whole aspect of working on ships is bonding, which we started this conversation all talking about. Um, it pretty much for me, it's like the idea that when you're at home or on land, you bond with people, but it takes a little longer to bond with them. Because Definitely. if you work at a bank from nine to five, you know, you'll get to know your next door, your your next neighbor next to you. And you might talk to them while you're at work, but then you don't hang out on the weekends. And then, you know, you go do stuff with other people. When you're on the ship, like the day I met Warren, I'm pretty sure we hung out at least 12 hours a day not even intentionally <laughs> like <laughs> like like you just because you eat together you're yeah, working together in the same it's department. literally breakfast lunch dinner work drinks watch the show <laughs> go have a drink go to the yeah. bar after work and then you wake up and you do it all over again yeah so you're you're kind of with these people a lot so the buns happen a little faster um I think they're even stronger because like you don't have time to just like put up walls sometimes. Like it's just like you kind of get to know people and that's what you do. Like And also cruise ships, I feel like the essence of a cruise ship is that people kind of break away those walls. They kind of just go, you know what? Like like you said earlier, um, it's not real life. So I can just be me and I don't really care. Like I just I'll just I do what I want to do, da 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 da. So I a lot of times the people or the people that I have end up having a connection with and becoming friends with tend to be uh, just themselves. And so you just become friends and it's, it's instant. It's like you just connect. And then you, like you say, you with them all the time, every day. And it just, that's it. Your friends. Cool. That's it. Yeah. I think that's why, um, cause I agree with that. It's like, you do, you, 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 you're you the whole time. And, um, when I have friends that ask me about working on ships, my key thing that I always think about is that I describe it as you can't have a facade. Like yeah. when you're at home, as we talked about, you can be different yous. And it's not even you being fake or you trying to be a different you. It's just you're only spending so much time with these people. So you can be like professional you for three hours a day. And then they never see the other you. 
since you don't have that luxury on ships, I try to tell my friends, I'm just like, just remember the facade of you is gone. Like you are you 100%. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to know everything about you, but it does mean that there's no hiding. And I yep. think you get to know 100%. yourself a lot, uh, which can be scary. I think it, it also works because um, you you can you can almost uh, things that you can't necessarily not that you can't but yeah like you say aspects of yourself that you may not show other people when you're on land you can't hide it you just can't so um, you have to and if if there are there are, we can both attest that we've met people that try to be fake quote unquote fake. But you'll you'll tend to notice that the people who either get furthest or the people who um, will be able to have that connections are the ones that are just real straight from the get go. Like you, we work in a department where we have to talk to guests nonstop all day, every day, and the guests can smell it. The guests can yeah, smell can. if you are being fake and they just will call you out on it instantly. So uh, yeah, it's it's it helps. It definitely helps to be able to just be genuine and just be you. Yeah, just be just be you, man. It's and like I say, it is a little scary. I know I know, I personally know people who have I don't want to say washed out. It's not the military, but they kind of <laughs> like they couldn't do it. And a couple of them I had conversations with, like I have friends from even back Norwegian, where it was just like, yo, like I didn't realize I didn't realize these things about myself, and I need to go work on myself. Yeah, which is like a is a is a bit it's a it's back to your point of its growth. Like you you yeah. will grow even if you're not trying to. You will grow in the process. So yeah, you won't have a choice. It's it's either you grow and you evolve. Or um, I've I've met some people who had some very we'll say different views mm-hmm. on things, <laughs> and they they didn't they didn't last long on the ship because because their views didn't align with with the other people that we work with. And I mean. You can't you can't have these views about some of the best people on the ship who work the hardest. I'm sorry, you just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. that will end up getting to a point if and 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 the world that we currently live in is a perfect example of that on cruise ships. If somebody hears you say something, they'll be like, "No, what what did you just say? No, I'm sorry, it's not happening." And they'll call you out on it, and then more than likely you won't be there. So you just have to be honest, genuine, and be willing to be open and and uh and learn and grow oh yeah definitely we are um we're family man like in this it's true family where like you said earlier you meet people that you definitely you know for a fact as soon as you step on that ship you will never talk to them again (laughs) but (laughs) but while you're on that ship if somebody is disrespecting them you take up for them because we're a family like we all have to go through this every day like i'm not gonna let you disrespect this person and and in a racial or like any kind of like disrespectful kind of way, yeah. like I'm gonna say something. And I think as I think as cruise ship workers, we can definitely attest across the board that usually happens for all of us. For people who have done it for a while and people who are in the lifestyle, because we all realize that we're here together and it's kinda of, yeah, it's kinda of like what you want the whole world to feel to feel like I feel like yeah I mean you like I say there's a thousand crew members and if we can all get along and work together for four to nine months at a time and not yeah, some people do nine not, months Jesus yeah <laughs> like and we don't we don't overheat we don't go crazy we don't we don't 
start fights. We don't do any of this stuff. If we can do that, then this world should be able to do a lot more with a lot less connect, uh, with a lot less interaction. Yeah, nah, it's totally true. Totally right. Uh, but you know, we always <laughs> can move. We, we, there's always a better day tomorrow. We, we got to get better and better. We've got to work towards something. Yeah. But I, would you, would you say if you're, um, say one of your cousins or somebody that looks up to you or anybody that just like, Oh, Warren, I just love how your life has gone. Would you recommend for them to work on ships, or would you dec- would you try to get them to not do it? I I have quite a few friends or people that I know from here that have said, like personal trainers or whatever, that are like mm. cruise ships. I'm like, yeah. Oh, do they have do they have personal trainers? Yeah, of course they do. Oh, I wouldn't mind doing that. But then you talk to them about your experience. And you talk to them about the experience of the position that they're intending to go for. And you tell them the actuality of it. So the things that you were never told when you applied for the job, you tell them that. So you now, do tell them that. Yeah, 100%. Because okay. I wouldn't want to be that person that's like, oh, yeah, it's great. You get to get off every day. You work. <laughs> you, work you, you only work an hour. Oh, days off. Of course you do. Yeah, seven days a week. Nah, not here. But yeah, I don't want to be that person. So I'd rather like tell them what it is. And then if they then choose to do it, I'll be like, okay, well, this is an email I know, or don't worry, I'll get in contact, or this is a company that you can contact and they will uh, send you a, 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 a thing so you can inquire about a position. I'm not against sending people to do it because I have had such an amazing time working on cruise ships. It's just knowing... I would rather people know what they're getting into. I feel the same. I'm actually, I asked you that because I, you, I'm surprised by how many people don't do that. I've talked to people that they, and they're just like, no, I don't tell them like the really bad stuff because then they <laughs> might not want to do it. And I'm just like, I feel like you're one of those people that have been punished. So now you're punishing people. Punishing other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, because well, I'm like, I, 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 go ahead. Like, they're like, oh, I didn't want to say anything because I just I, I want to see what I want to see what he says after he does his first contract. It's like yeah, I hate that. It's an experiment. Like they're experimenting with you. Oh, and I don't want I don't want to be I don't want to experiment with anybody. Like I I do I will say some stuff. Like I I tell people my personal experience on both galley side and entertainment side, but when it comes to like um, super personal stuff like that, that I've had. I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to tell them that, you know, I, I had an altercation with this person because, you know, you don't want to give them like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a full bat, but you just want to give them like a, a clear picture of An what overarching could story. Yeah, yeah. 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 You just, just want to paint it so they can. <laughs> <laughs> because I do, I don't want anybody to listen to this and get discouraged. We actually, we actually have had amazing times on ships. If anything, we could be spokespeople. Like, <laughs> like honestly, I, I couldn't, I couldn't speak highly enough of it as what it's done for me as a person. And like you say, amazing times. Like we've done two contracts together. Yeah, and yeah, thanks. Yeah. Both contracts were like one was we did a whole contract, right? Four months almost. Pretty. Yeah, much. we did. Um, yeah, pretty much four months. You came on right after I got there, or yeah. I came on. I came on right after you got there. Yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, and then and then we did another ship together, and that was about two. That was about two or three months, wasn't it? Yeah, that was about. But, but both times that those those months 
were some of the best months of my entire existence. Like just the things we did. And we had such an amazing crew, especially on Osterdam. Like the crew that we had on that ship was, was some of the best people. Like I've had the pleasure of being around for, for an extended period of time. And we, we had such a good time, honestly, like a really, really, really good time. Um, that was like one of my favorite contracts to date. Um, not only just the people and you guys, but also like I'm a super huge Greek mythology nerd. Oh, yeah. So like being in the Mediterranean like for four and a half months was amazing. And then it was just like it was a great crew, like you say. And also I didn't work a lot. Didn't work. So didn't work. It was a lot. It was what, <laughs> 10 day cruises and you had a maximum of two sea days per cruise? Yeah, let, let's go with your version because in reality, <laughs> it was a 12 day cruise with one CJ. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. But, uh, but yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, and then even with when we worked together on the second ship, um, we it was a whole different experience. We were in the Caribbean, um, but we had those overnights or late, late port days. We didn't have any overnights, but late port yeah. days in Cozumel and and it was uh, seven day had, cruises, so it was good turnarounds. And- yeah. Plus, Warren always helped me with my fitness. Um, him and Thor, <laughs> him and Thor would be in the gym with me. Where is Eric these days? <laughs> Eric is might be still on ships at this point because uh, our friend Eric actually works hard all the time. He's an engineer, <laughs> yeah. so he keeps he the has ship a real going. Job. So yeah, he's a real. He's really working, guys. Um. So yeah, he's probably still on it, even though ships are not selling for passengers. They're still Work still having stuff. to work, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's just different times, man. It's just, and you, I will say, like, yeah, one week with a great team is worth more than like a year when you don't really have anybody to hang out with. Like, you know, like you just don't build those same memories. Like, so. yeah, you can go, you can go contracts where, and I mean, our department was all always pretty good. You always meet people and you, they're always willing to get off the ship and, you know, you, you hang out together. But when you have like a group that all connects and it's all always a good time having fun, um, those contracts are always the best ones. And like you say, you could do one week of that and be happy and you could go an entire year and never see it again. Yeah, it's, it's good. So anybody out there that's on the fence about it, um, when ships come back up, Hey, everybody has a fresh start. So, yeah, yeah, because we're all they're all pretty much on hiatus at the moment. So, yeah, they're not there. Uh, it's going to be it's going to take a hot second. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I think it's going to change so much that it won't matter if you've been doing it for seven years or this is your first ship. Everybody's going to have to learn so much. So many different be, things. Definitely going to be new processes that's going yeah. to take a while to get through. No buffets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no buffets. I'm very interested to see how that works out. Uh, there might be buffets, but I'm just I'm thinking not. But um, I feel like they're going to give every passenger a backpack when they come on, just full of hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're coming to the end of this recipe, and we got our fries ready to go. As Warren mentioned earlier, you probably already ate those fries, so right now we can go second ahead batch. and cook out the second batch. And after that second batch comes out, season it once again, we can go ahead and put our fish in. So I like you can use in beer batters because it gives a really nice coating. Um, wet batters in general give a better overall coating, in my opinion. But it also is light and crispy. So I like that it's really light 
And even though it's a lot of things going inside of it, it's super crispy. That's where that baking powder comes in because it kind of blows up in a way the the nice texture and the batter away from the fish. So you have that kind of airy note to it. So we're going to dredge our fish right into the batter and then go directly into the oil. Now, the great thing about this is that our fish is thin enough that as soon as the batter is cooked, we know that our fish is cooked. So the cool thing about deep frying, if you don't know, is that essentially when you're deep frying something, the inside of whatever you're deep frying is pretty much being steamed really, really heavily or at rapid speeds. So your fish is being steamed while the outside of your batter is being cooked to a crispy texture. So scientifically, it's a pretty cool thing. Now, when this happens, we're going to bring it. Yeah, it is pretty cool, man. Science is cool. So once this is golden brown, we go ahead and bring this out. And while it's still hot, I like just to put a little bit of sea salt on top and a little bit of sprinkle of the jerk seasoning one more time. It'll stick to the batter while it's super hot before it dries. And then you have it on there. So you have your fish and chips here with our really nice jerk fish and our crispy chips. And if you wanted to, you can also take it a step further and open up another red stripe and make a little bit of a red stripe aioli. So that'll be something you can dip your fries in. So just take some mayo, a little bit of garlic. I like to use some cilantro and thyme, a little bit of the red stripe. And if you have a blender or even a magic bully or something, then you can just blend it up really fast. Use a little bit of jerk season just to season to taste. And you have a red striped aioli, dip those fries in and your fish as well. Or you can add a little tartar sauce and you're done. So with the recipe coming to an end, I would like to think that the idea of working on ships coming to an end is kind of just like this recipe where the great thing about it is that we have all these different things that add up to working on ships in one great experience. But at the end of the day, what you take away from it and how you kind of carry on with your life is up to you. So you can add or subtract anything to it. You can take this as a very positive thing, working on ships, or some people look at it as the worst experience of their life. Now, (laughs) you can learn from that or you can continue to travel, continue to do things like this, but it's pretty much up to you. And the great thing is that working on ships gives you the ability to have those different tools to pull from. I think you just learn so much about you that you can go forward and be the best you you can be. Definitely. So yeah. I like to think. Oh, go ahead. Say say, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to wrap it up. So you say <laughs> something final. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I think uh, the recipe. I, I, don't, I don't know if people aren't going to be able to see us during this. Um, so you wouldn't you won't know. But I am actually half Jamaican, half English. So uh, a half Jamaican, half English recipe um, with. Uh, and it's also fish and chips, and I'm pescatarian. This recipe was basically designed for me, so thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. It's kind of like I'm a great menu writer or something that I actually I know. Somebody should buy you for that. I don't know. That's who. crazy. Somebody. I actually have that service on my website. <laughs> <laughs> what was the website again? One more time. It's You know, it's oh, just a small it. LLC yeah. that I have. But um, but yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. I took those small <laughs> nuances and made that something possible for you. Yeah, no, it was amazing, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to. I can't wait to cook it, can't wait to taste it. But 
yeah, definitely, uh, like you say, cruise ships are a place where um, I don't I don't want to get too too like uh, sappy and say, oh, it's a magical place where you get to learn more about yourself than you would anywhere else. But it's genuinely true. You you get to learn more about you than you would anywhere else. And like you say, whether you choose to let that uh, build you and grow you as a person, or whether you uh, take that experience and 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 decide that it was that it will never be for you again. At least you will always learn something from it. You will grow. You will see the different aspects and how they have uh, gone together and changed uh, yourself. And you'll move on from there. Uh, the fusion, some may say. <laughs> some may say that. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody says it after this, even though it's like yeah. a, a dead word in the culinary field right now. So <laughs> not anymore. Brought it back, brought it back. Well, I would like to thank Warren for his time today, taking time out of his day to be on here to help me kind of get this point across with working on ships. And please let the people know where they can find you. They can follow your photography. They can um, get to know you a little bit more. And what what do you have coming up next? Um, well, at the moment, I have a little bit more lockdown coming up. I uh, can't wait to get through <laughs> that. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a good time there. Uh, no, it's... Uh, like everyone else, I think at this time we're all growing. We're all trying to um, find new avenues and paths. It's a it's an ever evolving world, and it's somewhere that we're going to have to try and navigate in this new way. Um, so at the moment, I'm trying to be as creative as I possibly can um, while trying to grow different things. Uh, you know, it's a, it's it's all a, it's all a process. But I am very active. Most of the time on Instagram. Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at in ink we trust. So like in God we trust, but ink instead of God, I N K. Uh, and I just started selling prints of some of my work. Um, I do paintings and I do uh, some prints of my photography as well. And there are links to that on my Instagram, but that's also www.inprintwetrust dot co dot uk so uh doing some bits and pieces uh, i'm hoping that 2020 wasn't an entire write-off so we can we can uh, <laughs> maybe do some more bits but yeah uh thanks for having hey, it me. wasn't too a, bad i started a whole podcast thanks to this lockdown so there you go it's been <laughs> worth it yeah you, know, you gotta say the good and the bad <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me again today. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. And don't forget to listen back every Wednesday for a new episode. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. <laughs>